Transformers would you want to see on Nailed It? Uh, Thundercracker and Skywarp. And then, of course, they're like, what the fuck do we do with money? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the AfterSpark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Spex. And today we're going to be talking about episode number 7, Fire in the Sky. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Yep. So, last time on The Transformers, Optimus nearly dies again. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> Chip goes to Cybertron and shows its surprising resistance to acid rain, unlike the robots, and Shockwave can't hit shit. There may or may not have been dancing involved. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Regardless, back at the Ark, it's snowing. The robots appear to be having fun with Spike. And then Jazz is pretending to be a snowman to surprise Spike. Oh god, did, did the other Autobots just go and dump snow on him? <laughs> but, oh god, yeah, Jazz continues to prove to be delightful. How long was he standing like that? Do you think he had the other Autobots uh, put all that snow on him? God, I hope so. <laughs> a snowball fight breaks out. Jazz gets buried in the snow again. It's snow fair! Be afraid. The snow puns are here. So many snow puns. Anyway, Bubblegee almost kills Spike with a freaking snow boulder. And somehow this accumulates... That feels like a weird snow pun. Cumulus, <laughs> if you will. Yes. With Spike rolling down a hill um, into more of a ball and consuming three Autobots in rolling snowy terror. They're all flying after this, including Spike, who was in this, like, boulder-sized snowball thing. With and a- hit three robots! How the hell did he even get splatted? Also, there's cactuses and a palm tree involved in Oregon. Now, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the Pacific Northwest, there are not cacti and palm trees here, okay? <laughs> Especially since that area would be, um, like, it would be at least semi-arid, but it yeah, no cacti. There would be no cacti. No palm trees. Meanwhile, Optimus Prime investigates the weird-ass weather. Apparently all the heat from the Earth's core is being drained. I guess everyone in Alaska and Russia are just, um, dead? <laughs> yeah, they, they, like, say it dropped by X number of degrees, and we're like, oh boy, everybody must be dead. Cool. Uh, anyway, you'll be surprised who's behind this nefarious plot. Anyway... In the Arctic, green crystals erupt from the ground, and somehow the Decepticons are draining the heat from the Earth's core by draining this crystal thing? No, we don't get it either. But that's what they're doing. Uh, so we cut to Rumble, who's pounding through ice and somehow causes an underground avalanche sort of thing. Sort of. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and afterwards, Skywarp and Rumble come across a dead body. Well, nearly dead anyway. <laughs> Apparently, this is just a giant freaking robot. Like, bigger than Megatron or Optimus. <laughs> that much bigger. Uh, so Megatron is delighted by this fight because he's like, I have more cannon fodder to toss at the Autobots. And Teletran is able to pinpoint the Decepticons' activity in the Arctic, except it's like... They're panning over and panning over, and they completely bypass the freaking green rock, and then it's like, hey, go back to that thing. <laughs> well, wait, that might have been important. Yeah. And so the Autobots roll out. Ratchet apparently catches up later since he's not seen leaving the Ark with everyone else, and I believe this also happens with a few other characters. Um, I don't remember who. It, it's a... God, it's not Huffer. I know Hound? his name's not... No. 
my brain's going wheelie and he doesn't show up for the movie. <laughs> Clip no. jumper? No, 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 no. Uh, he's annoying. He's a jerk. Gears! I, I want to say, like, Gears and Bumblebee also maybe don't show up, but I don't remember. I just know, like, a bunch of Autobots that you don't see leaving also show up in the Arctic with them. I don't remember who was there at all. <laughs> but I guess Ratchet decided to hustle with that piece. Apparently. <laughs> And back with our favorite energy-stealing bastards. The new Transformers being repaired by the Seekers and Soundwave with Megatron supervising. Because apparently he just likes doing that. Elsewhere in the multiverse, IDW Megs, and actually a goddamn medic, and Captain of the Lost Light has a conniption about his useless G1 counterpart. Also are bad. It's Soundwave and all the Seekers doing the repairing here, not just Soundwave and Starscream. So, apparently robots have a concept of freshness, as Thundercracker comments on how being on ice kept it fresh. While they continue to repair the big guy? Do, do they like their Energon fresh? Or can they have, like, fine vintage-aged Energon? No clue. But apparently Starscream knows this guy. And I swear to God, Mix is giving Starscream a look that's like, what do you mean this is your ex? Anyway, big guy's name is Skyfire, and he's a scientist. Which we'll see more shortly. But, uh, so while they're working on Skyfire, Soundwave spins his arm into, like, an energy projectile cannon that's apparently their version of a freaking defibrillator. I don't think we ever see it again. It I looks don't... really weird. It just, like, spins into existence. Why? Meanwhile, Starscream explains that... Himself and Skyfire were scientists that were exploring Earth millions and millions of years ago. And Skyfire got lost in the storm. Because, so, yeah. this is the most concern we ever see from Starscream for anyone other than himself, like, ever. Yep. But about this flashback, so a couple of things. Um, we see Skyfire and Starscream flying in space. This means their, their jet forms are space-worthy, apparently. What? <laughs> well, I mean, we later see Starscream flying in space with Shockwave riding him at some point. Oh, God. <laughs> like, he just picks up Shockwave. I'm a freaking meteor or something, if I'm remembering properly. I, I don't even. Um, Starscream should be a pyramid jet here, because the flashback takes place way before the start of the series. But he's still an Earth jet, like, millions and millions of years before jets exist. He wanted to be fashionable in this flashback. Apparently. He was edited. He edited the flashback. Uh, so the continents that we see on Earth should not look like this. They look like modern-day Earth. And maybe they wouldn't be, like, full-on Pangeas, one mass, but they definitely shouldn't be in their modern-day configurations. Yeah, and also it's super weird, because this is playing from Skyfire's memory thingy in his head, but everything is in third person, and Skyfire is visible in all the shots. So, does he have a camera crew following him around, you think? Maybe. I mean, shoot. Maybe at one point he had a stupid little drone that <laughs> followed him around, like, <laughs> IDW Jetfire, and it just gave him footage. I don't know. Okay. He is definitely Starscream sex. This poor guy is way too happy to see Screamer when he wakes up. <laughs> and Megatron basically says, Whoop! You're Decepticon now. Don't suck at it. Or, you know, you're gonna die. Uh, yep. Skyfire is kind of hesitant to fight because he's a scientist and not a warrior. Like, he wants to study stuff, not kill shit. And later, Starscream tells Skyfire that he, Starscream, will be in command of the Decepticons eventually. 
And then Skyfire will be a second in command. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> Skyfire doesn't really get what's going on right now because he's been out of commission for like a zillion years. But he's trying real hard. <laughs> Poor dude, but yeah. So the Autobots show up and Skyfire, thinking they're enemies, fires on them because he's been told they're bad guys. He is obedient, I guess. And a fight breaks out, basically ending in Skyfire accidentally kidnapping Spike and Sparkplug for their own good after they basically get marooned on a little ice floe. He's legitimately like, oh no, why are you guys scared? You've got nothing to fear. We're the good guys. Because he's like, yeah, I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. (laughs) That's not going to work out, buddy. (laughs) Naturally, he brings them to Megatron and Starscream. This goes about as well as you'd expect. Like a lead balloon. Straight down. So both humans are then tossed in an ice cage. That's not gonna end well for anybody. No. Hypothermia will be her gift. Starscream and Megatron chastise Skyfire for being nice to the flesh creatures. Skyfire has known these guys for all of five seconds and he calls them his friends. Please, please someone give this robot a hug. Sky deserves a hug! He deserves so much better than, well, what he gets from the Decepticons or the Autobots. <laughs> For that matter. Uh, yeah. But Skyfire's like, I'm a scientist, not a warrior! It's like, oh god, he literally channels bones from Star Trek. <laughs> kind of. Uh, the Autobots follow behind in an attempt to save their favorite squishies. And thus begins the wonder of Optimus Prime's inconsistently disappearing trailer outside the cave. No trailer inside the cave! You got a trailer! And that'll happen multiple times. I anyway, yeah. Gears stops, like dumbass, causing Iron Ratchet and Gears to fall through ice. Into the nice little ice hole. Apparently. Back to Optimus, because we're going to be swapping between three goddamn gr- three or four goddamn groups of people here. I'm not even exaggerating. Back to Optimus B, Jazz, and Cliffjumper. Optimus's trailer disappears again, and they hear Spike and Sparkplug crying out for help. And Bumblebee totally looks like he's levitating in this shot. I don't remember if it's because he's sort of in front of something that should be be in the foreground. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Cliffjumper blasts the humans out of the cage. Lucky for you, my laser has a defrost cycle. Why? Please, name one other time in which that function was actually useful there, Cliffjumper. I mean, it would be useful for defrosting himself when he's outside in the winter, but I mean, you never see him use it again. You see? Does does Cybertron have ice? Why would he even have this? Well, considering that their planet doesn't revolve around a star and it's flying through space, it's probably super friggin' cold. But I don't know if there's... I don't remember. I feel like... Well, in Prime, it definitely matters. Oh, yeah, but it has to be, like, sub-zero temperatures. And it matters in um, Rescue Bots. Not sure about here. It doesn't appear to matter here. Yeah, so... Prime and Rescue Bots are in the same <laughs> continuity, though. So, Hound, Ratchet, Iron, Hiding, Gears spy on the Decepticons stealing heat from the Earth's core. They're promptly seen by Megatron because they're all terrible at hiding. They're super bad at it. God. Soundwave releases Ravage to scout for any additional Autobots. Back with Optimus Prime, because again, we're swapping, oh, we're swapping so quickly here, folks. Perspectives, point of views, who gives a damn? (laughs) The the show, it can't focus. Anyway, back with Optimus and the others, Jazz is using the unit of time, Astro Minutes. At least he's not counting in Astro Seconds. 
Okay, but seriously, if you want a good laugh, go check out the TM Wiki for units of time. We'll link to it in the show notes. I swear, so many of these units are just question mark, question mark, question mark on, on like what their actual real world measurement equivalent is. Like, even the fans don't know how long an Orin or an Astroman it is, and this is hilarious to me. <laughs> this fandom's been around for 30 years, and, well, not necessarily fandom, but canon continuities keep coming up with stupid things to add, and then not necessarily defining them. Or it's them. different between different continuities? Yeah. Cliff Jumper runs ahead like a dumbass and is promptly Again. <laughs> yeah. and is promptly tackled to the ground by Ravage. And they escape, having trapped Ravage. Cold. Ah, why do you guys do this to me? Because they love fucking puns. <laughs> they fucking love puns. Anyway, they do this by burying him under ice and snow. Uh, meanwhile, Ratchet and the rest have been lined up firing spots now. They, they don't even get any last requests. This just in. The Decepticons are assholes. Not like we're surprised, I mean. Yeah, no, I mean they're all assholes. <laughs> yeah. Skyfire's like, I'm a scientist, not an executioner. And this pisses off Starscream, who shoots him. Starscream then shoots the Autobots, causing them to explode, and walks off without checking the fucking bodies. That's not... You're you're Megatron's second in command. You should know better. You should be more competent than this, bud. (laughs) But anyway, surprise Hound Holograms shenanigans. Hologram. Hologram shenanigans. And so the Autobots are fine, but Skyfire's... Not in good shape. And then all the Autobots regroup, and Ratchet attempts to save Skyfire. And Not meanwhile, good. Laserbeak is spying on the Autobots while they work. <laughs> and we cut to Megatron, who's holding an Ed- Energon cube and is gazing at it admiringly, like... He's, he's totally admiring his ill-gotten gains. Are we sure he's not just staring at Starscream's ass <laughs> through that? <laughs> I'm telling you, he's just staring at Starscream's ass. <laughs> he's admiring Starscream's lustrous finish. <laughs> anyway, he receives a transmission from Laserbeak about the Autobot activity and then promptly beams Starscream the head with the Energon cube. And Starscream was clearly posing like a model when Megatron hits him, so I guess your theory Staring regarding... Staring at his ass. I guess... Just, he just wants to be pretty, and he he wants his spouse to notice him, okay? <sighs> you disgust me! Exclaims Megatron as he yells at Starscream for not killing the Autobots like he freaking said he did! And then the Seekers attack the Autobots, I guess by strafing them, I don't know, while Ratchet continues to work on Skyfire. And this part cracks me up, because the size difference between Skyfire and Ratchet, it looks like a toddler operating on an adult. Like, that is how much bigger Skyfire is than the rest of them. Oh god, it would be even more pronounced if Ratchet was a mini-bot. Oh my god. (laughs) That's a thought. Yep. Yeah. And Optimus's trailer appears out of nowhere, because guess who gets to show up today? It's Roller! To shoot at the Seekers. Yeah. And Roller shoots Skywarp in the butt, who then rear-ends Thundercracker, sending them both nose first into the ocean. Which basically puts them out of commission for the rest of the fight. I have to ask. You think Megatron would, you know, send out the cassettes here, who we have established are here. Robo can fight! They're on ice! It's not like they couldn't break up the ground and send the Autobots into the water. We all know Optimus Prime cannot fucking swim. <laughs> Yeah, we've already seen that. We'll see it again, actually, next episode where the Autobots cannot fucking swim. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. 
Megatron and Optimus fight with green crystal shards. Got some amazing photos from this. <laughs> Which we will also post. But yeah. these silly crystal sound effects are clearly just two pipes being banged together here. <laughs> bing, bang, bang. Or bong or whatever. I don't think they used bong. They couldn't get bells or wind chimes or something. That yeah, like work. to make it sound kind of tinkly. No, it just sounds like you're banging two pipes together. <laughs> and Optimus grapples Megatron, lifting him up into the air. And Megatron then rotates his lower body 180 degrees and lands behind Optimus knocking him down. It's kind of amazing, honestly. You'd think they do stuff like this more often since they're, you know, robots, but they don't. <laughs> I mean, if they actually made use of their whole, hey, we rotate to transform here. Yeah, like, because a lot of them do. Yeah. Uh, so while it is back, because Optimus has been knocked to the ground, he starts spinning his wrist really, really quickly and make like, makes, like, a helicopter hand that he just uses to toss Megatron behind him into an ice wall. He's, like, spinning him on... It's like he's still holding the weird crystal sword yeah, thing, so and, like, it spins, and then sort of Megatron is... He's not levitated on it, but... He, he like, like, picks Megatron up with it? It's, it's weird. It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre, but it got some really funny screen caps. Yeah, really funny it, is, photos. it is pretty funny looking. Because, yeah, I was doing that janky thing where I just took photos of your TV. If you're curious why our screenshots look the way they do, it's because we're taking literal pictures of my TV. Mostly because we think it actually looks funnier <laughs> than trying to screen cap them off a computer. Yeah, it's got more. It's got more character. <laughs> more character. Look, we can't. We can't make it look as bad as the '80s, but we can certainly make it look worse. <laughs> okay, so Megatron orders Skyfire to kill the Autobots because Skyfire is up and about again. Skyfire then probably rips off his Decepticon symbol and pulls an Autobot badge out of fucking nowhere and just like sticks it on his chest. Where did he even get that? How did he even get that? Did Ratchet hand it to him after repairing him? Does Ratchet carry spares? And why did this Decepticon symbol act like cloth? Yeah, or a sticker or something. It, 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 like, what is it made out of? Do they just carry, you know, do the Decepticons just carry uh, stickers or symbols just to give people? Because, yeah, like, do both sides do this? They, they can't, we don't see people swap, like, sides very often. So this seems very strange if they, like, carry around stickers. I mean, I guess if we wanted, you know, some comparison, we could look and see what Octane does, because I think he changes sides. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get back to this. <laughs> and Skyfire tosses Megs off into the distance. I don't actually remember this, so I don't remember how impressive it is or not. <laughs> Skyfire does a lot of tossing over the next couple of minutes. Reflector also attempts to attack as, like... A weird, a, weird, a weird mobile robot pyramid like there's two of them on the bottom carrying the other one they also probably get tossed Starscream attacks from the air Skyfire takes off to follow him Starscream the most treacherous second command in existence tells Skyfire he'll pay for his treachery and I just have one thing to say pot me kettle <laughs> except Skyfire is like not like, an asshole <laughs> He also didn't exactly get a fair, you know, read-in on this. It was basically, hey, you're my property now. Here's a sticker. <laughs> well, yeah, but Starstream just has no fucking room to talk at all. Well, yeah, considering that he keeps trying to take over the Decepticons and kill Megatron. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yay. Skyfire knocks Starscream out of the air, but not without damaging himself. I guess Ratchet 
Ratchet didn't do much in the way of fixing him, because I guess he doesn't have much in the way of spare parts. Not a lot of junk in his trunk. <laughs> Oh, God. No, he has no trunk. He has no trunk. He has no trunk specs. You cannot make that joke. (laughs) On his way down, he causes an avalanche with the teeniest freaking gun imaginable. He's huge, right? Like, but he just has this tiny little gun. (laughs) Yep. Covering the green crystal. And the day is saved. Because of this, for some reason, apparently that's enough to insulate the stupid crystal and stop the apparently the Earth's heat energy from being sucked out. Unfortunately for Skyfire, he also gets buried. <sighs> Bad Autobot buddies. They're yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Also buried. Well, goodbye, Skyfire. Who will never see again? You know that bad little habit everyone has of not checking bodies. <laughs> yeah, the Autobots are. N- it's like, God, Autobots, why? Optimus utterly fails to comfort Spike as they vow to remember Skyfire. <laughs> why? But not dig him out, you assholes! <laughs> and that's where the episode ends. He's like, it does that cheesy, I swear to God, and maybe I'm wrong, but I swear to God, it does that cheesy anime thing where, like, you know how you have the character big in the sky as it, like, you know, cuts the episode? So... Big in the sky and the sunset, like, we're thinking of you, your right. memories in our hearts. <laughs> Again, if we've not made this clear, we'll see Skyfire again shortly. <laughs> because these guys are idiots. And I guess it's a spoiler, but apparently they just need Wheeljack to freaking dig someone I'm convinced Wheeljack just was like, what do you mean? All we need to do is dig him out. He was fine in ice for millions of years. I'm just gonna go do this. He's still fresh. He's even, <laughs> even more fresh than he was before. He's only been in there like five minutes. <laughs> Anyway, that's where the episode ends, so uh, next time join us for the introduction of the Dinobots, or as we like to call it, how not to treat your newborns. Seriously, prime solution is to lock them in a goddamn closet! You're a bad godfather, Optimus. You should not be a godfather at all! Prime, prime, you should not be around children. Go away. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So, my dear Specs, tell us about our fanfic. Well, um... We've got kind of an avalanche uh, <laughs> for you today, because I just kind of went hog wild and did more than three. Whoops. So, yeah, lots of stuff that involve either robots doing dumb stuff in snow, or Skyfire, or Soundwave, and yeah, lots of robots doing dumb stuff in snow and ice. <laughs> so our first first selection today is Bobsled Australia by Corat. It's a G1 cartoon continuity. I think. It's, yeah. Vaguely, at least. Yeah. Well, it focuses on original characters, so it's not like it really matters. True. Um, so it's rated T for teen. It's Jen. There aren't any pairings. The original characters are Dart and Deuce. So Korat's original character, Dart, and Deuce, who is Retro Lex's original character. So, in summary, two Transformers, a mountain, and one makeshift sled. (laughs) And the mountain is specifically a Mount Blue Cow in Australia. If I'm remembering properly, it's... it's funny. It's funny. So, yeah, theme in this was snow plus robots doing dumb stuff in it. (laughs) It's it's old. It's it's good. I really enjoy it. I'd recommend it, even if you're not terribly into original characters. Just because these, these two have, like, they bounce off each other pretty well. Uh, and it's fun. And you get to see robots bobsledding. 
bobsledding down a mountain. It's it's kind of great. And our next one is 28 Skyfires by Beer Tree. G1 cartoon, rated K+, plus, slash, because it's got Skyfire Starscream in it. Yeah. Characters, Skyfire and Starscream are the main ones, though there are probably some other supporting characters. Uh, G1, finally, some, uh, in summary, finally some new fic from the meme going around in live journal. Here are 28 Skyfires. These are listed alphabetically, except where a plotline is involved, then it's chronological for the story, rated K to T for Skyfire Starscream slash and implied slash. And our theme for that one is Skyfire, because might as well have something all about the new dude. <laughs> right. Uh, so this is a one-shot collection. Uh, Bobsled Australia was a one-shot. Like, net. let's go to the next one, which is Technical Support by Optopteryx underscore Feather. Uh, G1 cartoon, K, rated K, it's gen, no pairings, it, main characters are Soundwave and Starscream. In summary, Soundwave was a medic of the mind, bound by the technopathic oath to do no harm, but what if the patient who needs help is Starscream? Kill, kill it, kill fire. <laughs> so the theme with that was Soundwave and his medical skills, cause I specifically wanted to find something that, um, explored the medical skills that we got to see. Soundwave views in this episode. Fair enough. And it's a one-shot with an alternate ending in the second chapter. Pardon me. And our next one is Ice Skating by Haluwasa 2. It's a G1 IDW to shake things up from the G1 cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) It's rated K. Uh, It's Gen, more or less. Pairings, Misfire, Grimlock. Characters, Fulcrum, Misfire, and Grimlock. On a pit stop to Earth. Fulcrum finds Misfire and Grimlock in an unexpected scenario that is completely normal for them, to be honest. (laughs) And it's robots doing silly stuff with ice. And it's a one-shot. And our last one today is Snow Day with the Scavengers by Terrapoda. Silent P in, um... Parentheses. Parentheses, thank you. Uh, So it's also G1 IDW, rated K. Uh, Jen, no pairings. Our characters for this one are Fulgrim, Misfire, Croc, Crankcase, Spinister, and Grimlock. Basically the scavengers from the IDW comics. Yep, yep. (laughs) And in summary, Fulgrim is not down with toboggans. (laughs) So yeah, uh, again, our theme is robots doing silly stuff in snow. (laughs) And it's a one-shot. Yeah, I was very specific on robots doing silly stuff in snow was our big theme today. (laughs) You just wanted something seasonal. Uh, it will make no sense when this is actually aired. We're recording this right before Christmas. Yeah. So it's, it's like very in season for us. But yeah, that's it for the fanfiction recommendations. Let's go to the art. Yes! So for today, we are recommending Larry, as in Larry Draws. Uh, you can find him under on Tumblr as LarryDraws.tumblr.com. Also, we are recording this... Right after all this shit with Tumblr's been going down, so if they have a pillow for it, I don't have a link. We will have a link to their Kofi and to their Society6 page if you don't want to dick with Tumblr right now. They tend to draw a, draw a variety of things, but I also was seeing some IDW comic stuff they did, which is apparent with one of the things I picked. They have some absolutely gorgeous prints available at their Society6 page. We linked a few of my personal favorites uh, for Perceptor, Soundwave, and Grimlock. Uh, and I will post links to those. They're just very pretty and very well done, and I recommend checking them out because 
They kind of have a whole bunch of stuff, and there's probably something for your favorite character, too. Yeah, they've also got shirts with their art on Ooh, yeah, them. Yeah, they're and so pretty! They're amazing looking, and I really would like, like, five of them. <laughs> but I don't have the money, because, yeah. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check out our Tumblr at afterspark-podcast.tumblr.com. Um, I mean, if anyone's still on Tumblr. For any additional <laughs> information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and SoundCloud and YouTube at AfterSparkPodcast. You can also find us on Pillowfort as AfterSpark-podcast and on AO3 by searching for AfterSpark Podcast because we just posted that, like, this week, ago? Yes, basically. This week. Um, and we will be posting there in the future as well. It Basically, we're just embedding the stuff from SoundCloud, uh, but we are uploading the... Uh, the transcripts and show notes. The transcripts, and then the show notes are in the actual notes section as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we can actually link to things, which is really nice. And, I mean, it makes it easier for people to follow along while listening. Yes. So if you kind of have trouble with auditory stuff, I know I actually prefer to kind of read stuff myself, so... I totally get wanting to have access to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it seemed like a good idea. I'll see if I can come up with more tags for the AO3 Yeah, stuff. I'm leaving the tags to specs, because, ah, uh, you know how it was only, I only got into fandom, like, back in, I guess it's like six months now, right? I don't, yeah, June, July-ish. Something like that. Anyway, you know how I haven't been here that long? Well, I basically haven't really been in a fandom space very long at all, so I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing with tags, like, relatively familiar with Tumblr and, like, nothing else. <laughs> Whereas I've had an AO3 account since, like, 2012, and I've been using it probably since 2009. So she knows so... what she's doing more than I do. Uh, I just got on there and I'm like, oh, no, fanfic. <laughs> Tags, I love you. <laughs> yeah, so we'll... I don't know, I guess if anyone wants to suggest tags, feel free. Um... <laughs> I like the particularly entertaining ones myself. I might have to put on Specs Rote doing robust planning or something. <laughs> I like it. All right, uh, till next time, I'm Specs. And I'm Els. Doodles. Doodles.